Greetings, my name is Walford Kaufman. I'm the pastor of Southside Baptist Church in Gaffney, South Carolina. And this is a sermon. Yes, this is a sermon I'm going to be preaching on Sunday, November the 8th. But I'm taping this on the Thursday prior to that uh, for several reasons. For just in case something happens to our live stream, uh, that you'll be able to do this. But some folks, uh, maybe not members of the church, but they just want to get into the sermon. And that's why we're offering this. But this is a, a great opportunity just to look at God's Word. We're going to be looking at Genesis, the second chapter. We're doing a, a sermon series on finding meaning. Finding meaning. And today's particular title is Finding Meaning in a Pattern to Live By. It's good to have a pattern. It just saves you so much time and trouble. If you've done any kind of woodworking or other things that you could do, it's to have a pattern that kind of makes it a little bit easier for you. And so uh, we're going to be looking at the Sabbath day uh, as we think about Sunday. Y'all remember maybe growing up, and I know there's some younger people that watch this, but the older folks remember this especially, where on Sunday you could not go swimming. You couldn't go to the movies. You couldn't do certain things. Uh, I remember in going to college starting off uh, in those early days of the 70s, on the Sunday, uh, the girls could not wear uh, any kind of pants. It had to be a dress until like mid-afternoon before they could put on the pants and get out of that dress. I mean, just the idea of that Sabbath day, that Sunday and keeping it special. But what's the big deal? Let's go ahead and say it right up front. It's not that God needed rest. God did not need rest. You see this in Isaiah 40, verse 28, these words. Have you never heard? Have you never understood? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth, and He never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of His understanding. He never grows weak. He never grows weary. He did not need to rest. We're the ones that need it. But as we look at this, uh, some questions I ask. Could it be that we have more leisure time than we think? Look at your calendars of today. And just look at leisure. Well, it's not really leisure time. I'm running my child to this soccer game. Or I'm, I'm having to coach in this. Or I'm playing in a softball. Wait a minute. Let me back up soccer and this and golf and fishing and all this is that not leisure time but we make a big to do well, I don't have enough time in my life think about it but also here's another question could it be that we do not really enjoy what God wants us to do on the Sabbath the Sabbath day is the time of go worship I mean we're talking about prayer and reading the scripture and singing spiritual songs I mean, is that your problem? You don't like doing that? Think about it. And then, could it be that we are running from God and taking a whole day to worship and honor Him is like being in a prison? But you're a believer? Now, if you're lost, we understand. But if you're a believer and you're having trouble honoring God and worshiping Him, and it feels like you're in a prison, check out your relationship. And then, could it be that the Sabbath will be a burden when evil is in our hearts? Why do I want to walk in those church doors if there's evil in my heart? So, what's the problem with the Sabbath? Let's look at our scripture. Hope you got it ready there. Genesis, the second chapter, starting verse 1. 
Thus the heavens and the earth were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it he rested from all the work of creating, creating that he had done. All the creating he had done. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, this lesson is for us to learn what to do on those Sabbath day, that, that seventh day, that Sunday that you set aside for us to worship you and honor you. Lord, when are we going to get it through these hard head of ours? We're to be worshiping you and praising you every minute of our life, not just one day. But Lord, that day is a reminder. It's a day to set a pattern for us. And Lord, let us learn from it. And I pray for each one that's watching this, listen to this. Lord, that they would just grow closer to you and know all that you want for us is to be, for us to be blessed us to be blessed. And Lord, that's what you want to do. You want to take care of us. Let us learn that. In Jesus' name, amen. So we see that Sabbath day is for us, not Lord. So what we have here, we have a pattern to prepare. To prepare. See, God knows us. He knows how we are wired. That's why some people can handle this kind of stress and some people can handle that kind of pressure and some people, they cannot do it. He knows everything about these bodies of ours. But here's the beautiful thing. God not only knows us because He created us, He knows our tomorrows. He knows exactly what we're going to face this coming Tuesday or coming Thursday morning or what's going to happen next Saturday. And that's why He wants us to pull aside and prepare. To prepare not just our bodies. He also wants us to prepare our minds. Think about it. I've uh, had a call from the doctor's office. I'm that age, Medicare, want to go through one of these wellness uh, checkups and want to do some preliminary questions. And they asked me, uh, whereas I under any stress. And over the phone, I laughed and I said, ma'am, I'm married and I'm a pastor of a church. Do you think I have any stress? Well, we all have some type of stress. And so think about it. We have a pattern to prepare our minds. That's why he wants us to take that Sunday and think about it. The pressure that we're going through, the junk of the world, just, I'm talking about even the good things of life. Y'all, y'all seen that stress test stuff? You know, we always think of stress as losing a loved one, losing a job, losing our health. But we can go through stress when we're getting married, when we're having a child, a new job, a new house. All these things bring pressure into our lives. Even retirement can bring pressure to us. Think about it. So we have a pattern to prepare not only our minds, but also our hearts. Our hearts. To prepare our hearts for what God is doing. We're going through a challenging time. This is being done on Thursday by Sunday. We may know if we have a president of the United States, which one it's going to be. And all this. And I know some people are worrying and stressed out and all this, but God is still in control. But see, we may need to realize something. God should be preparing our hearts for we may get somebody we did not vote for. And we think, oh, that's going to change everything. Is it going to really change what God has for us anyway? And so think about this. 
preparing our hearts for what God is doing, preparing our hearts for the hurt that we're going to experience in life. If you, if you live and you love, those two words, you're going to have hurt. And God wants our hearts prepared for that. Also to prepare our hearts how to forgive. How to forgive. Yes, God calls us to forgive. And so we need the Sabbath to prepare us how to forgive. And then prepare our hearts so we can trust God in what He has for us. So think about it. We have a pattern to prepare our minds and our hearts. And then we have a pattern to grow. To grow. Uh, you didn't know that, did you? Uh, is that something new to you? To realize as a believer in Jesus Christ, we are not to remain as babes in Christ. We are to mature. We are to develop. We are to move from the milk. Huh? The milk of the Word and get into that stake of the Word. And all. what about you? Look at your life spiritually. Have you grown? Are you matured? Are you on the same level you were five years ago, ten years ago, fifty years ago? There may be a problem there. Think about it. We are to grow and develop. We have a pattern to grow in obedience. In obedience. See, God created this Sabbath as an example. And then Jesus came to reinforce this example of rest. And so it's simple obedience. It's like telling your children. I mean, they've been out running and playing all afternoon. And you tell them, just come in for a few minutes and get rest. Hmm? Get some rest. Just sit down just for a few moments. No, no, we're going to keep on playing. And then what happens when you get them there to the supper table... The evening meal, they can't even hold their heads up. They are so tired. And then what happens to them as children, they get cranky. Hmm? You ever have children get cranky? Oh man, it's hard even getting them in the bed. They're so, I mean, they're falling all over the place, asleep and tired. They haven't got that rest. What about us? That's why we need to be obedient to the Lord. He says to take that Sabbath and have a time of rest in obedience so we can listen to what God has to say to us. And then we have a pattern to grow in worship. In worship. I know, I know people are saying probably right now, even as they're watching this, that I can worship by the lake or the river or the ocean and all this. You know, or I'm, I'm hearing this a lot now. Well, I can worship sitting there at my TV and I can watch four straight hours of preaching. I'm a preacher, and I don't want to even watch four straight hours of preaching. No. But there's people, oh, I watch this and I watch this. But I want to tell you something, or maybe ask, and maybe it's a better way to say it. Uh, am I totally out of it? And don't answer that right now, but am I totally out of it? Uh, but as a part of worship, as I read the Word of God, as I instructed about this, as I am worshiping, when I worship an almighty God, whether by the river or the lake or the ocean or wherever I may be, or watching TV, if I'm truly in the worship, worship is to move me to go worship with others. One. To move me to worship with others. But also, if I'm in true worship, it also moves me to get up and go serve others. And you don't do that just in a church building. 
You do that in many other ministry ideas. That you're to go and to worship others. That see the share the good news to a lost and now a very lonely world. A lost and lonely world. We're to share the good news with others, folks. But Hebrews 10.25 was written so many years ago, but I believe it is still true today. Whether it's what we're going through at this moment, or what we may go through next week, or whether what, what we go through a year from now. Think about it. Somebody's already saying, what about if 2021 is worse than 2020? I want you to know this. It may be, but God is still God. And so you think about this. Hebrews 10.25 says this, Not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So the Sabbath day is a pattern for us in, in, in obedience and in worship that we are to encourage one another because that day's coming when Jesus splits that sky. Or I tell you what, it might be when this heart stops beating. But He's coming. And then we have a pattern to rest. You say, well, that's a, that's a no-brainer there. We know. Lord said to rest. But I am not talking about that rest of just your body. I'm not talking about just that rest uh, and all. But what we have here is we have a pattern to rest in our doubts. Oh my goodness, do you have a time of doubting? Do you ever question whether God really loves you? Are you uh, wondering if you're really saved? I did this 10 plus years ago, and I still have these sermons on uh, our website and all this. Uh, can God really save you? Can God really save your friends? Can God really keep you saved? And you, would you believe this? And there's over 7,000 people that have listened just to one of those sermons. Over 7,000 hits to that particular sermon. Because there's a lot of people that are doubting and wondering and questioning. And so, see, we have a pattern to rest in our doubts. Whether we question all this. See, we can rejoice when God created this earth of ours. We've seen this in Genesis when He created this earth of ours, He done deal. Nothing else is needed. He did it all. God finished it. But then, to put an extra emphasis upon this, Jesus came upon this earth to remind us of God's wonderful love. And He was nailed to the cross. And it is finished. It is finished. There's nothing else. God loves us. Jesus saves us. And we, all we need to do is trust Jesus. Give Him our heart. Give Him our heart. So in our doubts, yes, we can rest. We can take those doubts of our, does God really love me? Does God, can, can Jesus really save me? Take those doubts and rest them. Rest them. That's what we learn in that, that Scripture there, that we can find that rest. We can rest in knowing where we're going to spend eternity. Yes, we can have a pattern rest in our destination. Uh, I drive by some places of, quote, worship, basically cults and all this, and there's one of them in particular I travel by a lot uh, from my house to work and all this. 
And uh, it's interesting how many days out of the week there are cars there. Uh, COVID-19 has kind of put a little slow up, but they're meeting there daytime, they're in the afternoon, they're meeting there at nighttime, and, and all this, all times during the week, and all. And I found out the reason why. Because in their particular cult, in their particular, quote, false faith, and all this, they've got this idea, how you get to heaven is by how many times you go to church. That's right. How many times you're out there uh, being in the church, and uh, as they would call their, uh, not a church, but their, their religious area there. And so by keeping the Sabbath, they're able to get a point system there. You know, more you tend, the better it is going to be for you to get into their, quote, heaven. Boy, they're going to be surprised, right? If they don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, you can, be, you can sleep at the church. It won't make any difference there. But what we see here is that we don't earn our way to heaven. We don't earn our way to heaven. You know what? The truth is, we've earned our way to hell. Oh, that don't hurt your feelings, but it's the truth. We're all sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. It's in the Scripture, folks. Look at it. We've all fallen short. But because of Jesus, because of trusting in Him, not what we do or what we think we can do, because of Jesus, we, don't, we have a dress rehearsal every Sunday. We have a dress rehearsal every Sunday. See, our destination, we can rest in this. When you trusted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I, we can rest in this. Our destination is heaven. But we got a dress rehearsal every time we gather for worship. And so, if you have trouble with worship, if you have trouble about that Sabbath day, that going to church on Sunday, you might have trouble with heaven. Is that kind of unusual thought? Oh, heaven, that's that perfect place. I want to tell you what, it is a perfect place, but may not be the perfect place you're thinking of. It might not be that place of just your leisure or your way or your time. It's going to be God. See, heaven is a place we're going to be honoring and worshiping and celebrating God for eternity. And so what a celebration that would be. It's not a day, uh, a time or eternity of leisure and personal pleasure. It's not about us. That heaven is not about us. It is about God. And so if you've got trouble right now with the Sabbath day, if you have trouble with getting to church, you're going to have trouble in heaven. Or I, may I ask you this? Are you really going to heaven? If you're not being obedient, if you're not wanting to be with other believers, if you want to live your life just for you, do you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? I found this saying, and I'm going to try to find out before Sunday who actually said this. But it said, most middle class Americans tend to worship their work, to work at their play, and to play at their worship. Is that you? Playing at worship? You know, oh, I don't mind church as long as it's around your schedule, as long as it's around your convenience, and if there's nothing else going on, then I'll show up for church. Then, are you really in love with Jesus? Are you really saved? 
Now, fuss at me. This is a good thing about doing it this way. At least you can't slap me in person unless you come down to the church. But are you ready? Are you ready for that day of rest? Which is just a dress rehearsal for when we're going to spend eternity in heaven. I want you to be ready to celebrate every moment with Jesus. I want you to celebrate with other believers. But it first takes a personal relationship with Jesus. Do you have that this day? It's very simple. He asks you to confess your sins. You don't have to go through the whole list because He knows them, but I'm sorry for my sins. Will you forgive me and come into my heart? He said He'll come in. He'll never leave you or forsake you. So the question now is, if you invited Jesus into your heart, what have you done with Him? Put Him in the closet of your heart? Or is He right there in the living room with you? Is Jesus a priority in your life? Or is it you? Put yourself to the side and let Jesus take complete control. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for each person that's listening, watching this, that today they've invited You into their heart. And for some, it's to rededicate their life. Lord, Sunday is just another day of playtime. Let them realize now it's another day of true rest in You. To learn, to grow, to mature, to develop as a believer. And so Lord, I pray for time of decision, a time of rededication, a time of trusting You. In Jesus' name, Amen. I pray that you've made that decision to trust Jesus and to truly live for Him. If you made that decision, please let me know. The email is pastor at gaffneysouthside.com pastor at gaffneysouthside.com or you can even call me, text me. My cell phone number is 864-812-0073. 864-812-0073. I love to hear of your decision. Now I'm going to move uh, from the sermon time to kind of an update of our church folks if they'd like to know what's going on uh, on our prayer list. Uh, Church member-wise in the hospital right now is still Jeff Butler. He's having to deal with uh, recovering from uh, pneumonia and then also, uh, my understanding, a very terrible bed sore. Uh, And so want to uh, be praying for him. Do pray for Raymond Yelton as that uh, little spot on his toe just will not go away. And it looked like going back to the surgeon to have some more surgery on his foot. So he's in consultation with a surgeon. Beth Ellis is having trouble with her hip and uh, maybe her knee or both. And she's going to be having an MRI on that. So we lift her up in prayer. Jim Fagan has been having some uh, problems, uh, some chest pains, don't know, uh, but uh, EKG looked good, but he is going to go to see a cardiologist and all, so do lift him up in prayer. Alan Love uh, has been going through uh, radiation uh, treatments for his lung, and they've already come back and said one lung is clear, and there's just a small spot on another lung, on the second lung, and so want to lift him up in prayer. And Dwayne Hamrick is supposed to be going to the doctor uh, this day, Thursday, uh, November the 5th, uh, to get some results from a medical test he had on uh, Monday. 
So lift these folks up in prayer. Uh, in the shoe boxes, Christmas shoe boxes, uh, you may not have been able to get your box yet. Uh, if you need that, let us know. We'll meet you out in the parking lot or whatever. Uh, but the Christmas shoe boxes, it might be COVID-19, but there's still the need to get these boxes out. So if you'd like to be a part of that, uh, uh, the, the 15th, that's a, just a week from Sunday, these boxes need to be returned. So please be in prayer for that. Then I believe the week after that, we'll be gathering items for uh, the Connie Maxwell Children's Home. And then the week after that, the prisoner pack. So all these things are hitting us all at the same time right now. Uh, so be in prayer for all this. Also, our much-anticipated uh, van, uh, they have ordered one that we would like uh, if, we could, uh, if the church approves it. And all this should be uh, on our church property within a few weeks. We'll have it here on a Sunday so the church, you, the church folks, can look over it. And, uh, I don't think we're going to do a test ride for everybody, but look over it and see what you think about it and all this. And then if the church folks say, hey, this is good, we'll have a church vote and approve it. God has blessed us financially. You won't believe this. Uh, uh, we were looking at, I'm rounding off the number, don't quote me on this, around $48,000 for the, for the van. And I think we got $54,000 in. So that's how God has blessed. And so uh, hopefully this will be in before Christmas and we'll get a chance to look at it and get a chance to vote on it. So all that is happening right now. So we just keep trusting the Lord. And, uh, and if you're not able to be in church yet, we, we do miss you. Please come. Um, it's, a, it's a new norm how we're doing things. Uh, and I will tell you what's been happening. We've had so many people attending the worship service over in the Family Life Center. It may be hard to get everybody back in this building. What a wonderful problem to have. But just pray for God's guidance. Uh, now, we could have a good church fight and fuss and run off half the people. Oh, that's right. That's not God's will, is it? We don't want to be doing that. We want to be trusting Him. Uh, we don't want a building to tell us how to do ministry. We don't want to do our old programs just because that's the way we used to do it. We're looking at the first Sunday of December, getting back into Sunday school. And so we'll be looking at uh, different things there. Uh, God is working. God is blessing uh, and all. But let's just pray that will continue to do the work of the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I do pray for these, especially I believe these are church folks that be watching this. Lord, that they'll just keep uh, in prayer about their, uh, their part of the church family. Lord, we'd love for everybody to get back together, but we understand at this time. But Lord, You're still working. We're still reaching. And Lord, let us continue to share the gospel message. In Jesus' name, Amen. Well, God bless you, and we'll see you next week.